podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Now I've got nothing to say. I know. Now, it says See, now we were talking you... away and then you said, I'm going to record this and now I've got nothing. Baj, you're introducing, right? I am. What, what, what introductions are really needed? You know, I can't repeat what I've said previously. We've got yourself, the godfather of podcasts, literally the podfather himself. Hannah, I said pod, not father, because we did father last time. We did father last time before that as well. So we're not going down that path anymore. The godfather, okay. podfather, Mr. Tandon himself. And then we have somebody who's not quite Emmy because he's won Emmys. <laughs> that's very, oh, that's very good. That is very good, isn't it? I like it. I like it a lot. That, that very is good. very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very and good. Also, not you know, like, Emmy because he's won Emmys. Emmy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. That's poetry. Like there is, and also like from uh, the old school Desi track, Hana Jodha Giddivich Begya Pachal, Loki Kende? Baskar, Baskar. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't do that, can I? I somebody else has to. <laughs> Quite literally. It's like me, I can't say I'm a Yupikaye, my bleep, 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 yeah. way back. <laughs> so from last time. But yes, we have our Baji. Yeah, and it's a great thing to say, Mr. Sanji Baskar. Thank you for coming. Oh back. man, that's a lovely thing to hear. That's a lovely thing to hear. That's kind of, and you know, both of you are my bras, so it's yeah. kind of, uh, it's great. And you thank you very much for having me on. Would come back, and you have. Well, so, there you go. I have nowhere nice. else to go. I can't, leave, I can't leave the country. Uh, I can't <laughs> leave the house. <laughs> uh, the, 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 an alarm goes off on my wife's phone if I leave the house. So, <laughs> what else was I going to do? Just yeah, stay we, here. We, we all know the uh, feeling. Tied down. And Baji, we, we were going to say, oh, we've got two pods to do now because we've got to do the FA Cup final and the Champions League final. And then we thought, no. Nah. Nah, there's nah. a reason why this is called It's the Finals countdown not yeah. the final countdown so yeah. context to that before we did this pod about a week ago i had a it's like a lightning flash in my brain and i rang gags so during the school run so here i am i'm taking i dropped my son off to school i'm on my way back i'm like gags gags take notes take notes i'll forget this you know because we could be just more than one final by the obviously the time we do the podcast we could be in two finals then we can't call it the final countdown anymore it's got to be the finals countdown you know um and let's level this. Yeah, you know, I thought there's a nice pros to level this. We are amazing. We are beyond superlatives. Mm-hmm. We are a team that is now has to be possibly the best of our lifetimes. We're a team that's heading into a quadruple, possibly. We are better than Sholle Pature, definitely. We are most definitely better than Allu Ale Pronte on a Sunday morning whilst watching Mahabharata repeats on BBC2. We're simply the ones who feel fine because... Let's face it, we're in love with him because he told us about so many things. We're the mighty Liverpool who won it in Madrid 
and now might win it in Paris too. We could win the league, win another cup, and we're going to Europe too. We are everything we could wish for. We are Liverpool. We are 100% yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, I, it's kind of, I mean, I, I, I think I said this last time, which is that, you know, I, I've been a Liverpool fan for a long, long time, you know, decades, decades. And this is the happiest period I've ever been as a Liverpool fan. And it's not, it's got less to do with the winning, actually. It is just the spirit, the spirit that Jurgen Klopp has brought into this club and to this team is the reason that I'm happy. And um, it's the spirit with which the team plays. It's the spirit with, with which they support each other. Um, it's Jurgen Klopp himself, who I think is a more than a, a football coach. He's a life coach. And, uh, you know, he came in and the first thing he said was, I'm going to turn doubters into believers. And he said, you know, the problem, first problem I saw is why aren't these people smiling when they're playing? You know, it's a privilege to play this game. You should be happy. You should be happy playing it. And that, that's been infectious. And so the fact that, you know, listen, over the last couple of years after waiting for so long for the Premier League and then the European Cup and the Super Club Cup, uh, it was, you know, it was a great feeling. It was a great feeling. But that feels sort of strange now on the cusp of potentially winning four things. I, you know, I still can't get my head around the fact that... Liverpool Football Club have made it to three finals this year. That's amazing, amazing. And one point off the top of the league. But it is the spirit. It's the spirit of it. And um, you guys kind of go regularly to the games. And, you know, I don't go to as many. But I felt that in the stadium. I felt that outside the stadium, amongst the supporters, um, the hotels nearby when I popped in to have a drink. It's, It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It is, it is an, 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 before you go on, Bodgy, sorry, mm. it's, it, I've only felt something similar 21 years ago when mm. the treble was happening mm. and we were in three finals that year too. But, but obviously the difference is these cups, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a title race in this one, added bonus, that was a top four race or a top three race, whatever it was at the time. And there's a Champions League, not a UEFA Cup. The level is amplified when you're in a European Cup final, when you're in a Champions League final. It is just a different feel. So I totally understand what Baji's um, saying here is that this is something that we haven't consciously felt, uh, as in us as a collective, haven't felt this before. Maybe, you know, our predecessors of the late 70s have felt this before. And that's why people are saying this is a second coming. And, you know, it, it, just one more point is that it feels like not just Klopp, though. It feels like off the pitch, we've got it all right. You know, everything is right at the moment. Everything. And well, when was the last time everything was right? When Peter Robinson and everybody was here, right? There had to be something right off the pitch for us to be successful on it and then make the right choices in the right places. And those people get the credit. Obviously, the, the managers and the players, they all get the credit. But it looks like that synergy that was there then is now back here. And we could be on the cusp where Klopp's the Shankly Paisley in one. Yeah. And then the next is just we, we're going to go even further yet. And it could just be literally the start hey, of uh, yeah, a I, real golden era. 
You know what, Gags? I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember just about, you know, the, the, the period of the 70s and the early 80s. And uh, it was an extraordinary time. You get used to winning, actually, and extraordinary team for that time. But, you know, we this team is now, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, been hewn um, in a much more kind of international world than it was back then. And so that's what I mean about the spirit thing is that that um, the 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 spirit and I, it is you know, not just the players on the pitch, but that's what I mean. It extends to me. It feels like it extends through the entire club, through to the supporters, and through to everybody else. And that kind of spirit I've not felt before. And the fact that you win three finals and you know a point off the the top um, of the league in in spiritually to me is a bonus because sports washing the... era as well in a sports washing era yeah it's huge yeah i mean it's it's an extraordinary extraordinary achievement at this time but also it feels like a much more international game now you know people follow it around the world a lot more than they did in the end of the 70s you know that's reflected in the crowd uh i see at anfield you know that's completely different you, know, you go back and look at you know uh clips of the crowds in at the end of the 70s and the 80s and the crowds now, and you see how diverse it is, uh, not just in terms of culture, but in terms of women, more women coming to the games as well, kids coming to the games, all that kind of stuff. There is a spirit around it, which uh, uh, around the game and around this club and around this team that I've not experienced before. And so that's what I mean for me, the fact that there's three finals and you know potentially a, a league place, a top of the league place to, to play for, it, in some ways is a bonus because if... If, I remember thinking this actually a few months ago. I remember thinking, if we don't win anything this year, I'm still really happy supporting this team and watching this team. And that's what I mean about the spirit thing. And I think that the people behind the scenes, you know, whether it's you know from the owners down or people who are, who are in management or in executive positions through to the manager and the coaches and the players and the supporters, I think a club together at this time, at this moment in time, to create something truly special. And it's not something I've experienced before. Um, it's funny speaking, you should say speaking, that. Speaking as a Buddha. No, it's funny you should say that. When the FA Cup semi-final happened against Man City, there were some beautiful pictures that went out of the crowds. And the club photographers obviously captured quite a lot of Desi people, hmm. you know. The one photo, and Gags, you'll know the people in this photo as well, believe it or not. There's one photo which had their most engagement across the board. And it wasn't your typical pan of a crowd, which is going to be majority Liverpool or people from, I suppose, the Northwest, so to speak. But it's a picture, a photograph, sorry, of things and cause and Bargies all together, and they've got their daughters yeah. on their shoulders. I, do I, remember, I remember seeing that. It was extraordinary. Yeah, the so you've got Manj Gill with his mm. son and daughter on each arm. Love you've it. got uh, Amrit Paldiol with his mm. daughter. You've mm. got Kindy from Warsaw. So these are people that we physically know, and he's holding his daughter and she's got her arm aloft and everything like that. Mm. And that was the one picture that the club told me encapsulated everything they ever wanted to see. Wow. They wanted to see that because mm. 
the engagement wasn't one of, oh my God, look at these people. How do they get these tickets? What are they doing there? It was one of, oh my gosh, look at this. They will look at this great picture. Look, look at, at their kids. Look at, it, look at this. It's exactly. Just... It was a look at this. It wasn't a look at who they are. No. It was a scene of kids, fathers, wives, daughters. It was, it was a picture it, of dreams that absolutely every red wants their family to be like that. Exactly. Every that. single mm-hmm. red wants that. Mm. What they had in that picture, everyone wants it. And it was a picture of that is beautiful. And it, it was honestly so good. And it's so nice to hear that feedback from the club as well. Uh, yeah, that was really just, is. Yeah. It was so the conversation I was having just before um, the first leg against Villarreal with somebody from the club. When he was telling me this story, you know, you kind of start welling up a little bit inside. You're like thinking, God, like how much we've actually come from where I was then, used yeah. to be, you know um in the 80s and to where we are now and especially the people involved because these are guys they go week in week out they go more than me they'll go to europe they'll they'll travel abroad more than i do as well and their level of commitment and to see that energy buzzing from their kids as well you know from kids who just mean some kids will never get to go to a final they'll never go to a semi-final they'll never go to liverpool match but these kids they don't take it for granted it's like the most biggest special treat they're ever getting and it's like wow i'm going to go with my mum and dad and i'm going to go to a football match and it's going to go and see liverpool and for that to be encapsulated in one photograph a snapshot in time is just such an amazing thing and for the feedback that it got as well I, I, I mean, you, met, you mentioned the word synergy before, and that's that's exactly it. That's a perfect example of it. A spiritual synergy, you know that that moment. You know, it's important to us as this is important to us as as Reds fans that the club kind of you know acknowledge and uh, see uh, see it in the same way that we do. Is is that spiritual synergy? It's kind of like you know, it's it's, it's an extraordinary thing. I'm not you know, I've spoken to friends you know who are a bit older who had told me about going up to Anfield, you know, the late 70s and early 80s and being of colour and uh, and being, you know, having been given a rough time by, by fellow Liverpool fans because that was the era that, that, you know, football was played in. I mean, you have that in all the grounds uh, around the country. And so I was always really scared and wary about going to any kind of football stadium because... You, I saw the the trouble and the fights and the, everything else, and and it was rife at that time. So you know, at this point in time, to see those kind of images, and you know, when the when the cameras kind of pan across the crowd um, at home, especially, but also away, to see that mix of people is for me is an extraordinary thing because it's it's it, it's you know it's suddenly the club that you love and the club that you've followed almost having grown up like you know having a kind of angry exactly. teenager to somebody who's kind of like i don't know like carrie grant or something that's somebody <laughs> that's kind of like sophisticated and cool and witty and funny and warm and embracing and you know all that kind of stuff it's it's as i said it's an extraordinary time it is talking of extraordinary times the mm. final countdown was of course a but it was an absolute belter of a tune in the 80s, Hannah, by a film called Mene Biargia, who just seemed to be <laughs> Mene I'm going to sing Mene Rangane Vali, Pari Ho Ya Ho, Pari Ho Ki Rani Ya Ho, Meri 
प्रेम कहानी in in Europe <laughs> oh. okay clearly it wasn't it was knuckly it was a knuckly fake i do the love the song off. though sorry i do rip off well, by, you know, uh, yeah as we i think we said on the kumars once you know it's it's uh, uh, what copyright copyright means <laughs> right to copy Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, that's it. it. That's it's, the way. It's, it's funny you should say that. So, no, it was nothing. It was fake. It's like rip off a song by Europe. So, given many plastic things can be considered knuckly, a bit like Chelsea, really. What's the most knuckly desi thing you can remember being out there? And just like that belter of a song, mere sabalo ka. I, I've got one, but let's go with it. No, no, go on, you go, you go then. Now. So, so you know what? I I hmm. used to travel to uh, India a lot as a kid, and I, <clears throat> uh, you know, one of the things that um, has changed, obviously, from now and then, we've got digital era, and everything's you know available readily for you whenever you want, or maybe you know faster than it used to be. But back in the day, if you watched a good movie on the cinema, it would take six to nine months for it to come on. On, on on VHS, but in India, you would get the copies immediately <laughs> with the cover, with everything, and you'd really? even the Indian films. Everything was done in VHS, and <laughs> the best knuckly videos ever. Because my dad would fill his suitcase up with these films because literally he had nothing to watch. He had four channels and a video player, so if you had these videos, you can watch it. re-record and play again no no sorry that's a different advert but you you would you can watch these films again and again and again and again until it's gis gis get together you know that's it but yeah um, the biggest knuckly thing i can remember was the tapes and that was as a kid but i was so excited holding these tapes in my hand and going i can't wait to get back home from india to watch these films <laughs> but the thing is that was so when when vhs players first came out um you could rent the vhs player and three films for the weekend so you you there was a whole thing wow. so because vhs players themselves were were pretty expensive you know they were kind of like 5 600 pounds a lot of money um but you know those clever people who kind of got that one tape from india they lend linked it to kind of eight other vhs players that they had to make eight copies <laughs> so if you were really if you were really unfortunate you got eighth generation nakli which is kind of, it was like constant static on the screen yeah, and the, the, yeah you were adjusting the tracking or, or tracking after oh. because it would go out a little bit and stuff and so your you grandma could, would make you go to the floor and lie there and do the tracking do you know what you had to lie down because if you sat up somebody were going okay oh, kardo and so you had to kind of lie <laughs> well, down basoya <laughs> <laughs> oh man you're like a nasa mechanic or something working on the bloody space station and um and also the other thing was that it, with families i don't know if if you guys had this or remember this or maybe you're just too young but um there was an order in because you didn't have extended family round or the guandia would be around or you know everybody be around and there was a there was it was tiered seating 
uh, in that you had the, I was on the, floor, the always. Day, yeah, the, the most buzzard were on the sofa at the back. Then you had little people, people slightly in front of them, and the really chotte budget were right at the front, like that, um, like and having to lie down at the front. And that was, a, and so my uncle, um, who used to stay with us on weekends. My parents both worked, so we'd kind of get the three films and we'd say, okay, look, we're going to get it on Saturday. We'll watch one on Saturday night and we'll watch two on Sunday. That's nine hours of viewing we're going to get. And my uncle would arrive at kind of 10 o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning, and he'd watch all three on Saturday. Right. So by the time he's watching them, (laughs) he's watching them for the second time. Right. So he's doing uh, 18 hours of films over the weekend. And we would just say, Papa, you know, don't tell us what happens, all right? He said, I'm not going to say anything. We said, don't, don't say anything, all right? You always spoil it. He said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. And then we were watching it and, you know, be a mystery or something. And you go, ah, that's his father. And Papa, you would go, you think that's <laughs> And we go, don't tell us. He said, I haven't told you what it is. We said, you have. You've spoiled it. And he'd do that with every film, every weekend. And, and the biggest one is print, but I saw <laughs> and it's like the difference between HD and, and non-HD now, isn't it? Standard definition. Print Brasafa. <laughs> That's true. Well, if print Brasafa, that means you got like maybe the second or third generation exactly, yeah. You weren't <laughs> down there on the eighth, twelfth, and fifteenth generation Nuclei. If you could hear the Esquire advert, then you knew it was a good copy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> that was on tv god if that was on your that was if that was on your vhs you had problems there was also old advert yeah i do remember it but it used to be on tv (laughs) (laughs) but also um the um coming attractions you know the trailers for things they always had the the kind of uh, Indian movie voiceover man. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> and it's that thing where yeah, Eros, Eros International presents. <laughs> and so they would, you know, they would do that thing of you know, obviously pronounce the words right. You know, the Eros International presents Ugly Knuckly and uh, <laughs> Dharamatma. Starring Jitendra and Dharmendra. And then, but when he went to kind of English words, he wanted to sound really English. Yeah, he did. So he would do that thing of suddenly going terribly posh all of a sudden for no real reason, like Toast of London, except it Toast of London. audition for your show. <laughs> <laughs> he was auditioning for your show. That's what he was doing. Oh, dearie me. But oh, yes. I once introduced, this is a big bit of trivia, I once introduced Amitabh Bachchan at an event in that voice. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I said, welcome to Selfridges. In this London, I'm presenting to you, Mr. Amitabh Bachchan. (laughs) And then he came up because he was, he just started doing, um, you know, who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, right. Okay. And I said, "Uh, Mr. Bachchan, are you ready to come on? And he said, yes. And I said, confident. (laughs) And he looked at me like, you twat, like that. I've heard that a billion times. Confident, Mr. Button, are you confident? Did you get your tickets from a ticket agency? That really sounds like you did the voiceovers. You know? <laughs> I wish I'd done it. Obviously, I wanted that job. But always, you know, also that thing of uh, the other knuckly thing, which I'm quite fond of, actually, is that um, the the Indian pronunciation of English words or names, 
and the, and the, it was always the giveaway, like the ticket to Jonsi in Manchester. You know, do you know what I mean? It was the the the, the emphasis would all be slightly wherever they wanted to put it. Yeah, exactly. That was very lovely. I remember kind of there was a guy um, who told me a great phrase once that his uncle had used, which was, "Do you know he's got a tapcone shop in Elmington Spa?" <laughs> <laughs> at the honest <laughs> shop in Elamington Spa. Oh, that was that was his one. The the, the S spa, the S is the is the most <laughs> it's just always a giveaway. <laughs> he is a, a secret agent. Bali, <laughs> <laughs> what's your knuckly thing then? Uh, Jimington. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Joke. There's no, not Jimington. Mine is a belter, so mm. Mine, because like gags, I used to come and go from India quite a lot because my dad used to work for British Airways. So if you got on, you got on. If you didn't get on, you wait until you could get on somehow. Um, but you you were going to India. Campacola. Yeah. My oh. God. Camp- you know what? Do you know what? If if we hadn't gone down that road, that's what I was going to mention. Campacola has to be the most desi knuckly item out there that I can remember. Because so what was it born in like 1977 or something like that when Coke right. got booted out of India? Yeah. Even the logo on the bottles was the same. It was. <laughs> you know, the taste wasn't though, 100% wasn't. You no. either had a Campacola. Hey, hey, rights to copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they could have copied the taste at least. And you either had a Campa or you had yeah. a thumbs up. That's right. And, and, and thumbs today. Up still going? Yeah, yeah but with, today. With th- thumbs with no B in it. Exactly. Bingo. <laughs> To date, nobody, no kutta out there has sold the mystery of where the bee went from Tums, but that's yeah, a different part for a different day. <laughs> you know, but Camper was was just like Chelsea. It was this plastic, tangy kind of tasting thing that rose just slightly above the happy shopper cola kind of taste from back in the day. And it had proper dodgy advertising. I mean, it was risque dodgy advertising for the time in India as well. So, you know, like four or five teenagers on a boat somewhere um, near Bombay snorkeling going underwater with a bikini on a bikini on on indian tv honestly back in the 80s as well but there's a great this is this is what you call this is this is what i love about the the sea pod it all links back to what we mentioned earlier with mr you know however you say it in that ad was a 16 year old salman khan wow oh wow wow, in that and i didn't know this i remember the ad I just love <laughs> glass bottles as a kid. I just love that they were in England. I never used to get glass bottles there. I don't know what it was bottles right. of coke mm. or cans, right? But in India, it was bottles. I used to love bottles, holding yeah. a glass bottle and drinking and chugging it down. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was just going to India and just... saying, Give me a bottle with a straw or no more. I'll chug it. <laughs> I just lived on camper thumbs up, man, in India. <clears throat> Loved it. Yeah. Uh, Lim- is... Limka. Limka was my. Uh, oh, yeah. no. Maybe yeah. I used to get ill drinking them. I yeah, I, I got, I had a bad, you know, it was like, tastes nice, nice, but it just used to make me ill afterwards for some reason. I think, I think it was all the gamba and the thumbs up without the B. <laughs> I think if they put a B in it, <laughs> it would have been fine. I think they took the B out and that just kind of rotted your stomach. Yeah, yep. absolutely too much. And even that had sort of like an inflection on the Campa Cola, Coca Cola kind of it did, text yeah. That's for right. ages. Um, and then they went through a rebrand. Then it tried to look a little bit like Pepsi. Then Pepsi obviously came to India. And then Thumbs Up thought we better change our colours back to what we were before. with kind of mm-hmm. red and white thing. Um, now they've gone back to a bit of a Pepsi in between type thing going on. But yeah, Campa Cola was the one for me. Like as regards to the most desi knuckly thing out there from the back in the day, that was the one. 
Um, can I mention um, the the um, one of the best adverts I've ever seen yeah. in my life? Right. So this was um, in India on Indian television, and uh, <laughs> it was so extraordinary that I, whatever was on, I just I waited until the ad break came on again just just to make sure that I hadn't dreamt this. So it was for some scooter company. Um, possibly Bajaj, but somebody, something else, possibly something else. So the, the advert opens with a, a, a very attractive girl uh, driving a, a convertible, kind of American convertible car, right? And she's driving along, the wind's in her hair, she's got shades on, she's looking beautiful and striking and everything. Something catches her eye and she looks to the right and there on a pretty modest, you know, motorbike, possibly scooter, Right, is a guy who's kind of wearing black jeans. He's got black cut-off T-shirts. He's got shapely arms and a, a black helmet, which is you know sort of a mirror uh, effect on the helmet as well, so you can't see his face. And she catches his eye, and he kind of like speeds up, and his head turns. He's obviously looking at her, and uh, she kind of drives. He has a wheelie, and so she, she's kind of looking intrigued. There's music and everything, and he's higher up on a ridge and stuff. And then he kind of stops, you know sort of, you know, spins the, the the scooter around and stops and takes off his helmet slowly. And, you know, it's a kind of Bollywood looking guy, strikingly handsome. And and the woman in the, the girl in the thing, she stops her car, takes off her glasses and smiles at him. He smiles at her, at which point the camera pulls back and she's on a train track and a train <laughs> hits her car and obliterates it. What the hell? And then it just cuts back to the guy who just puts his helmet back on and scoots off. What the hell? This is, I, this is I, yeah, I know, an Indian got, advert. <laughs> and you kind of go, and it was, you know, whatever it is, Bajaj, scooters. For, for, the devil, for the devil in all of us. You know, whatever it was. Oh, my God. That's mad. They would have been scared away with like that it. now. It was that. that. And, and the other one, I have to say, which uh, was like an infomercial. And it was so long, I wasn't sure it was a series or not, but it was it was an advert. And it's kind of done in this old kind of Mahabharata type style thing. And there's this sadhu in, in the forest, everything. He's sitting there, he's meditating. And uh, these kind of Mahabharata-esque kind of kings turn up, this king and his kind of princes or whatever, bedecked in gold and everything. And, uh, and he says, uh, you know, sadhuji, holy man. He said, uh, my kingdom is falling apart. And, you know, I, I need wisdom. You know, what can I do? And the sadhu kind of raises his finger. He goes, I know what the problem is. He said, your wife is too dark. And he goes, yes. The king says, yes, she is what? dark. And he goes, right, we've got something for that. And so basically you cut to all these people kind of mixing things and, you know, chucky piecing and whatever <laughs> they're doing, all that kind of stuff to make a little cream. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so bad. Terrible, right? So this woman, uh, you know, who's attractive, dark-skinned woman. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, right? She yeah. puts the mulls all the bloody cream on her. And all of a sudden up. she's white. Then she bends down out of shot to wash it off, and up comes a completely different actress. Luckily. <laughs> <laughs> extremely, extremely <laughs> luckily. And it was, it was from some, you know, like skin whitening oh. cream. That is bad. Oh dear. <laughs> she now works as an makeup artist. Jesus. Christ. Weddings can be found booked Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Even oh, uh, because uh, now it's midweek weddings. Uh, listen, guys, do, do you remember uh, a program called Network East? 
Yes. Yeah, I do. So Network yeah. East was the first telly I ever did. So I was a presenter for for one or two series on that. I did the links because, yeah. it, you know, it would go from kind of like, you know, uh, here's <clears throat> whoever is Lata Mangeshka has come to do some concerts here. Then you go, now basket weaving. Now there's uh, <laughs> a woman who does basket weaving in Wolverhampton. And so, you know, so you, I would do the links. And um, <clears throat> uh, on that once, one of the very first shows I did uh, was there was there was some event in London and they said, we've got you a makeup. I have never had makeup in, in my life. And they said, we've got you this makeup artist. And she she normally does weddings and things, but um, she'll, she'll do your wedding. She'll do your makeup for this uh, event. I said, yeah, I'm fine. And she said to me, she looked at me and she said, I know what you want. And I said, yeah, just something basic, I guess. She said, you want to look white, don't you? I said, well, not really. I mean, I've got dark anyway. I said, it's, I, she said, no, leave it to me. Leave it to me. By the time she finished with me, honestly, I looked like a ghost. It was so pale, my makeup, that I do look like. And I've got one photo, two photographs from that time. And I look like a zombie. I look, I look like I've been brought back from the dead. <laughs> It's like I've been drained of blood. Wow. It's kind of, and that was, and that was on telly. Can you have can't believe it. Can't believe the, the, the whole fixation of this skin color stuff is, a, is horrific, isn't it? Really? Well, big business, but also in, in America as well, you know, for the uh, African American uh, community there, skin lightening, hair straightening, hair lightening, all of that stuff, huge business. I think uh, Chris Rock did a documentary about it. Wow. Once. So yeah, got funny place. All, all Baji, very knuckly. <laughs> Getting back to your point, all, all, all looking very, very knuckly. Oh, very knuckly. Yeah. Okay, so the FA Cup. Yeah, you know, the reason why mm. we said knuckly, Chelsea, the FA Cup. I mean, the first thing I can really remember about us winning and going mad about is the FA Cup for me. Um, and for me, eighty-five, eighty-six season, Everton. We take the lead in the first half. We rejuvenate. You know, so they took the lead. We then rejuvenate goals from Craig Johnson and Ian Rush. And, you know, we made it the double that year uh, because of that. And I've got the picture of Ian Rush's winning goal adorned in the downstairs toilet. And the reason why it's in the downstairs toilet is because I have lots of sporting memorabilia, most of it Liverpool, actually all of it Liverpool. And my wife's like, you can't hang that there. And currently, it used to be near the front door. She's like, I can't have it there. And she goes, you need to put it somewhere where someone people will always ask about it. I'm like, I put it in the downstairs toilet in the cloakroom. She goes, you can't put it there either. And I go, well, everyone will talk about it. We'll go in there and see Ian Rush. And I'm definitely going to have a conversation about it when they come out. Today, no one has asked me about that photograph in the toilet. You know what it is, right? It's it, never it, been a conversation piece. It's the word, it's the word rush. It makes your Peshab go quicker. <laughs> 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 that's what happens people look at it and they go oh, oh, it's like, it's like Everton's defence in the 80s yeah <laughs> to be honest talking about that final and all the finals that <clears throat> were happening we had one nightmare one in 88 as well but the those are the goals as a kid that I just used to replay and replay and, re and never get tired of watching Rush's doubles you know those double he scored two in both and, you know, it, you just would never get tired of watching those. And it, it, the FA Cup meant so much more back then. And it's, it's so nice to feel so excited about an FA Cup final again. Uh, it's kind of been neglected by us as fans and, and the club even as well. And we haven't been in a final for like 10 years. This is yeah, 10 years. 10 years, yeah. 10 years in a final. And like mm. that's too, way too long for a club of our size. You know, and we've let people like Man City take over the cup and just, you know, 
hole on it, really. You That's laugh. all they've done. Gags, and so, it's always know? been 10 years to the day since we lost to Chelsea in that FA Cup final. Wow. Give or take. Was it that early in the season? Yeah. Jeez. Wow. But, you know, you, but you're right about you know, the FA Cup thing. Um, it, it used to be one of the highlights of the year because um, I remember a time where, you know, BBC One and ITV would show it. Your, the build-up would start from 10 o'clock in the morning. They'd be, you know, they'd be at the um, hotels. You'd have reporters at the hotels. You'd have reporters on the coach. Then you'd have uh, themed shows to do. Helicopters following the bus all the way. Yeah, and all of that. Yeah, you would would constantly come. But but also because they had to fill time, it was usually about three o'clock or something was the kickoff, was you'd have themed programs that day. It might be a comedy show, but it was themed to the FA Cup or a quiz show that was themed to the FA Cup. It was, I mean, that build-up was huge. I mean, it was absolutely huge. And it was, you know, my my parents weren't into football at all. Um, my dad kind of just, you know, just wasn't really into sport. But he would watch the FA Cup because it was an event. It was a kind of British event. It was like uh, the final of Wimbledon or something. Um, it was It was a major thing then, major thing. I mean, you know, given the, the not many channels, obviously, at that time, but they would devote both channels would devote, you know, half the day to it. You would you would watch FA Cup final day and FA Cup semi-finals day as a kid, even if your club wasn't in it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because it was that it was that big an event. It was yeah. that big of an event that we those two weekends were huge. The, mm. the semi-finals would be back to back as well mm. that's on right. the same day in mm. two different in two different cities stadiums and it was so much fun to watch especially the years where it was goals galore <clears throat> you know the, it was just so and i always used to love yeah the, i don't really the, like the goals galore one because it went against we us yeah, yeah the, i always loved the the journey to the final mm-hmm. and it used to be a major part of the you know the programming that you talked about that's right, and they'd re- have music yeah. behind Recap. it and stuff yeah, the re- right. and it would like it just with the commentary and the music and the and the fans and you know the setup it just Oh, I don't know why that was a highlight for me as a kid. I was like, I can't wait to watch the the, the road to the FA Cup final, you know, for Liverpool. And it just, I used to tape the whole day on my VHS. We keep going back to this bloody VHS player, don't we? <laughs> I used to, the scotch tapes came in handy, man. They came in handy. So did the other tapes, because obviously you wanted to record when it came on the radio, the team song. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, oh, you know, the team oh, would yeah. release a song with the FA Cup. GDK, yeah. GDK tapes as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how big it was. How that's how big it was. That a club, uh, you know, would get together with a pop singer or not, and release a song, mm. you know, specifically for that appearance in the FA Cup. It was, I mean, that's how big it was. So and that, people would buy it, and people would buy it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it'd, it'd chart. It'd be kind of like a top ten song. But it, what I mean to say is that you know, outside of it, there's sort of merely being a sporting event. You know, it would be comedy shows would be referencing it and quiz shows would be referencing it and the pop world would be referencing it. So it, it was kind of, it was that big a deal. I don't think kids now, I'm sure my son wouldn't, wouldn't kind of, he probably wouldn't believe me that it was, uh, it was, it's like, you know, it's like talking about, I don't know, street parties after the Second World War or something. It'd be that alien to him that, you know, that everything would, that the nation would stop, would stop to kind of like follow it. So... It's not always been our friend. Let's face it, guys. Sometimes we've had semi-finals <laughs> that haven't gone our way. Palace. We've mm. had finals that haven't gone our way. Mm. Wimbledon. United in the cream suits. 
See, and, and oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like it's, it's terrible radio with gags, gags there. But yeah, the cream suits one was heartbreaking. Mm. And obviously, the last time we had a semi final, luckily we won it. The one before that was against the Villa, and we lost to them. And the last final was Chelsea. I mean, folks, will it be the League Cup all over again? And penalties deciding this, or will it be ours in 90 minutes? Will it be the day of the Diaz? Gags, what do you think? I mean, obviously, we've probably gone straight to Baji all the time in regards to this. It's gonna yeah, be let's, the, um, let's hear from you. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's gonna be done in 90 minutes this time. I think we have we've had the extra time and the penalties. I think Chelsea are there for the taking. They might be up for it a little bit when they get to the final, but I think there's some internal strife going on over there. Um, the Lukaku problems, Rudiger wants to, has already you know, gone to Madrid or whoever it is, I can't remember, but I think it's Madrid. He's already off. He's fucked off. That's not a good sign, man. It's, you know, The club is in a bit of um, trouble in terms of being sold. They've only got till the end of the month to get sold. You know, people, people's careers are on the line. Players don't know what's going on. Players don't want to be there if it's not sold. Or is the owner coming in going to be the good one? All these things are going to go on in the player's mind. And yeah, people might say they're going to be up for it. They're going to be rested. Liverpool, but <clears throat> I'm sorry to say that this Liverpool team, for, for Chelsea fans, they're, they're in trouble this time. We've played you already. And boys, you haven't played Thiago yet once. And when that boy gets on that pitch... On in midfield, they're going to feel some pain this time. And I think also there's something happened to Mo Salah in the last three days. You know, maybe it's the appreciation of being voted players, player, you know, the writers player of the year again for the second time, which a lot of people don't get, by the way. A lot of players don't get voted twice by the press. They normally pick a new player after a few years, literally twice in four or five years. It's Mo Salah. That's massive, by the way. That's a statement. I've got a feeling this end of season run now, the last five, six games, something's going to happen with Mo where he's going to go off on a crazy run because I think he feels like he's got a point to prove to everyone. Chelsea, Madrid, because of what happened. Chelsea's his former club. He wants to win everything as well. He wants to win the league. I think he's got a feeling City are going to drop points as well. He said it. I got a feeling something's going to happen. We're just going to do our job. And, you know, I love that man so much. He's obviously everybody knows he's my favorite player at the moment <laughs> in the squad. I've got loads of favorite players, actually, to be honest. But if there's one player I want to get redemption this season, and, you know, I kind of said he got redemption in Madrid last time for scoring the penalty, but there's no better real redemption and revenge than against the club that you lost to. So, one thing I really love, Baji, about him is that he's been honest and transparent throughout everything his contract talks when he's when he's doing an interview if you look at Virgil if you look at Klopp they're all saying the same thing yeah whoever we get it's okay um you know this and that are you going for a quad we'll go game at a time this boy is simple and straight to the point yes we are looking for a quad yes I want to play Madrid I have something to do I want to stay at this club there's a few things we need to iron out the club know what I want he is stating it as it is every time, and he's getting shit on by people for being transparent and honest, which we ask our leaders of the world and our role models or people to be. Yet when someone is being it, we want to fucking shit on him. And there are a lot of fans trying to shit on him. So 
to those fans, fuck off. You know, right? And just look at what the fuck the guy is doing. He's being, whenever he says something last year, when we lost six in a row, he said, this isn't good enough. I promise you, I will turn this season round. What did he do? We were on a flipping goal scoring streak at the end of the season. And we went third. And that wasn't just down to Mo. It was all the other players as well. I agree. I, and I admit, shouldn't be just Mo getting the, the credit. But my point is, there's something in this guy. There's a drive. There's a determination. And when he starts to say those things and do those things, it shows you something just clicked. You know, there's uh, that film, that... or something, or whatever. I don't know what the, the word is, but something is gay for Mo. <laughs> and I got a feeling, man. He's going to kick everyone's ass and Chelsea's first. Well, the thing is, what he's been honest about is his motivation. And the thing yeah. is that, you know, the, we talk about, uh, you know, the spirit of the team and the spirit within the club and everything else. But they are individuals. They're individuals first. And each of them will be motivated, self-motivated in a different way. And this is Mo's. This is Mo's motivation is, you know, eyes on the prize. That's what he's aiming for. I think that the you know the reason I think you know he got the the Football Rights Association uh, award is abs- is is actually for his all round play. You know, it's not about the number of goals. Yes, he's the leading goal scorer, but you know, leading in assists is extraordinary. And the thing is running off the ball. You know, it's what he brings to the team. And you know, the the thing that also which has given me greater faith um, is was the Villarreal game which was to kind of watch that first half and go, I, I don't recognise this team. And for Klopp to kind of just move a couple of pieces and for them to get fired up and, and click. And so the, the ability to do that um, with that bench as well is that um, to whatever happens in that first half, you kind of know that they're a team that can fix it. They can, they can adjust, they can adapt. And they're all really smart players. And this was the thing I was reading about City's loss to Real Madrid, which was, and a lot of the analysis was saying that, you know, they play, City play in a particular way. And when it isn't going their way, that it suddenly falls apart. They don't know what else to do because that's the way they play. And if they're not being allowed to play in that way, then they, they can't adapt. And that was the thing that I saw with Villarreal was to kind of, and I've seen it in, in a couple of games actually where, you know, Trent has kind of held back. He hasn't gone bombing forward because he's been told to kind of like, you know, just hold back on this one. And he's done that. And it, and the team adjusts around it. It's, it's um, so, the, yeah, the, I'm, I have a lot of faith in it. The city point, and I don't want to come across as a sympathiser or anything, but I think they've they got done over very unluckily as well. Like, like how oh, lucky. Give two, two goals in a minute. Like, it's 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 like the Man United <laughs> flukes of the, of the Champions League win against Bayern. It's they got so, quit. It's so unlike, you know, like you said, it was like five thousand to one chance of something like that happening for someone. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was. It's. It's not. I mean, even like the 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 the, the offside goal against Spurs in the semi final. They do have this bad luck. And to be honest, it was the Toure. Toure's agent. Did he? Did he curse them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Toure's yeah. agent. Yeah. So yeah. I actually think. I think. Look, it's an Indian. It's like an Indian thing. It's like <laughs> it's if you. Oh, yeah, oh, God, he does it. Another black <laughs> deal. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> But so specific. <laughs> you'll like, never win the Champions League. Yeah, you know, like, you know, the the mm-hmm. guy was doing the incantations. So did you want to do? Did you say the FA Cup? Well, that he said, no, 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 Champions League. 
Well, do you want the FA Cup as well? I don't really care about that. Just the Champions League. <laughs> it's really specific. It's really specific. I honestly I'll believe t- they're cursed in the Champions League. I, I just sit there and I think, you know, Parminder Nagra had her Kevin, Kevin Keegan moment. I'll tell you what, <laughs> when Jack Grealish put it across. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, but talking okay. about tell you what, I mean, from my perspective, I think the way this Liverpool team is playing and the way they played at the semi-final against Man City, irrespective of how Man City set themselves up that day, they could do a serious damage to anybody. Now, from where we were in February to where we are now is a completely different story, like a completely different story. And you guys are right. I think Mo is definitely motivated for many things. But I think oh, the whole team is motivated. Like motivated. motivated. Is, it a, is it a chili? Is it a judge? <laughs> no, it is super more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think he really is. And I think that that comes and emanates throughout the squad. Like from Virgil, from Allison, from Henderson, from even, even Diaz. I mean, like the new kid on the block. We didn't know too much about him the last time we spoke. Um, and he's just come up and he's just torn the Revelation. place apart. Revelation. Absolute revelation. I mean, again, it's that thing of, you know, giving you something different. And the thing with with Diaz is that he's got that um, Suarez-y thing, in that he's kind of unpredictable. And you kind of go, if I'm facing him, I I don't quite know. I don't know what you're going to do. And you might do do one 360. You might do three 360s. I've got no idea. You can see where it is needed, I think. The boy is not afraid, Fudgy, of mm-hmm. like you said, he will come on the pitch and all of a sudden he kind of senses the crowd as well. Like he plays off it, like mm-hmm. when we scored, and then he does that flick when he comes <laughs> over to him. And this ball yeah, is yeah. coming full pelt from Trent, and he does this control with oh my god, my cousin, right? And I'll name him uh, Tiger, right? Tiger mm-hmm. Samir calls like, Oh, like, yes, Tiger, Tiger. We call him Tiger, Tiger. because we walked into his room once and on his duvet, he had a big tiger. Yeah, since then his name's Tiger, anyway. I bet his mum and dad got that from a Millie. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. Anyway, he's, what, what, he, what did the others get in exchange? <laughs> they got the somebody got the gutter, you know that, right? That's but anyway, we gave we gave them a gutter, and they gave us a bloody tiger. Now, what are we going to do? But he he goes to me as soon as he did that. His two little boys picked the ball. They left. They left the game on the TV. <laughs> they picked the ball up and went into the conservatory and started practicing. Yeah. How beautiful when he I was like that is amazing when he told me that literally like in WhatsApp while the, he goes the boys would just run off with the ball and, and started practicing. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. You want a player to inspire or you know get somebody up to go and do something like that's literally lifted a couple of kids up, excited them so much to go and do something. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the most beautiful things ever. Mm-hmm. You no, know, and if a player like him can do that. He's got a long, long way for, you know, like, as in he's going to go a long way. Not like he's got a long way to go. He's going to take us bloody a long way, you know. He's, I totally agree, Paji. He is something special. Honestly, something Talk, special. So, talking of something special, as I said before, I think to yourself, Gags, earlier in the week, as soon as we get after this weekend, it could be a, every week we could be winning something until the beginning of June. We could be winning something until the beginning of June. And, 
big ears is around the corner. It is what? Mm. After next week is a few fortnight away. It's like three weeks away. Mm. You know, from where we sit right now, I'll be there. You'll be there, Gags. I know plenty of other people listening will be there as well. So is it going to be magnificent seventh? I mean, the Champions League is amazing. We have such a history with it we have a love affair with it we can love to hate it at times as well we've been there together gags in kiev where we really hated it and a year later we loved every minute of it because of we never thought that we'd be back there within a year i didn't think we'd be back there within two three years again truth be told i thought you know like with pandemic and everything else was going on i didn't know when we're going to go back but we're back again gags we're back first first full season of football we're going back we are, and we're, we're going, going be, back. We're going to continue to go back, and I think, and... you know, it, uh, it's it's an unbelievable feat, first and foremost, from Klopp, from Jurgen Klopp, to be able to achieve this. It's his fourth um, final European final as a as a Liverpool manager, his fourth Champions League final as a manager, um, his third Champions League final in five years at our club, and two of them were a pandemic, and one of them we were totally destroyed with injuries. Um, honestly, he is, and one of them, we only went out because we had Adrian in goal against Atletico. You know, at the end of the day, this is a manager that, like I've already said, he's, he's going to do crazy things, but it's the people, the players in this team. And I think they know what this means. You know, that loss, that, the best thing that could have happened to us was Kiev, even though we hate to say it, Baj, because they, they took a shot from that. And then the next year, they literally didn't lose again. <laughs> the tail something went 97 points or something after that it was like honestly mental form and a champions league win and at that time i was saying and i i made the point that there'd never been a team that had won a champions league and got that high points in a league in a league season mm-hmm. even man city have never done it you know and last year they did it they got to the champions league final they didn't win it uh, but they got, you know, they didn't really have a race, you know, a title race. But last mm. year, it was they, they, they could rest all the players they wanted at the end. If you're neck and neck with someone the whole season, there's no space to give up a point like now. Mm. And you still get to a final, all three finals. This is surpassing that year, Baj. The one that we thought was unbelievable. It's surpassing it, it because uh, it's going to, Gags. I mean, look, is that we're entering a week where we could be winning something every week, you know, that's Seriously, that's what a time to be I, a red. I don't. You know? I mean, I'm not it's, as confident as others about the Premier League. I'll be honest with you, but I am. Totally, you shut up. No, no, but I'm. <laughs> totally, right I'm totally happy with the treble. I am. I am. To- and I think the games, anything that we can control. So if City, by the way, drop points, they're fucked. I know that for that. I know that for sure. They're fucked. If they drop points, they're fucked because this Liverpool team is not going to let them go. Then, and they know it as well. So, but, but talking about the Champions League, it's in our hands. Real Madrid are beautiful. I thank them for one thing, that they're going to make my final, uh, this final a little bit less stressful because if it was Man City, literally, that they are up here, you know, in your mouth. Well, it's, it's funny you well, should your say. Your own, okay. hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Well, Yes. <laughs> So we used to have in the old Desi podcast gags, we used to have the curveball. Do you remember? Yes. Not curveballs, curveball. <laughs> just, just to make sure. Yeah, curveball. So this question isn't anywhere in anything that I pre-wrote for this. 
Have you realized how GL Madrid's team have all got Desi names? Oh. Like, really, you could go through their team. Go on, then. Right. Leaving Courtois aside, the second goalkeeper's name. Guess what his name is? Lennon. <laughs> That's his name. Defender, Karjabar, Kar- Karvahal. Hello? Who else have they got? Nachalo. <laughs> yeah. Kashmiro. Kashmiro is a midfielder. <laughs> Kashmiro, I mean, come on. How much more Pendu can you get than that? <laughs> They've even got Balverdi plays in midfield as yeah, well. That's true. They have fun. Balverdi. That's very good. Huh? Exactly. Mercedes Benzema. <laughs> Up front. <laughs> Billa. Vinny. Everyone's got a cousin Vinny who's Desi. <laughs> oh my god. Hello? There you go. Horky oh, Jada. Oh, <laughs> and then they got one called Mariano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Mariano, Listen, yeah, Mercedes, Mariano, yeah. Mercedes was a little bit desperate. Yeah, Mercedes it was, it was a little bit. It was a little bit desperate. Benzema, Benz, Benzema. Do you know the Benz again? Ah, Ben Shepherd again. Or who again? Two, 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 three more Benz again. Ah, Benzema. Okay, that's it. Indeed. But yeah, it's like, okay. The, the jokes aside, I mean, look, Salah wants revenge. I want to revenge. Mm. We, we want we revenge. Do. Do. In true Desi Punjabi style, will we have our badala? I feel that we will. I, I feel think we will. I think we will. I think also because I think that, I mean, yeah, Real Madrid's comebacks have been extraordinary, actually. I mean, they've done it three times. It is extraordinary. And they, you know, they've got game changers. But I think that with, see, with in Kiev, I mean, you guys were there. I don't, Liverpool weren't unlucky, really. I, we weren't really good enough. And that's what Klopp recognised. And that's what, you know, the changes he made immediately. He looked at that and kind of went, OK, this is what I want my team to be. And um, with with Man City the other night with Real Madrid, I think, I don't think they were unlucky. I think they switched off. And I don't think Liverpool will do that. I think Liverpool will kind of, in the same way that Liverpool adapted to Villarreal, first half, second half, I think Liverpool will go in there and read the game. And I think that's the difference. I think that they can adapt. And I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if Origi went off, came on and scored the winning goal. Because he's that kind of player. I mean, it's that weird sort of mercurial type player that you kind of go, well, he hasn't had much game time. You stick him in there. Suddenly, you know, the opposition have something different to think about and to deal with. They've got their game plans for everybody else. They'll double up on Salah. They'll do all that. You know, they double up on Salah. That means, you know, either Mane or, or Diaz or whoever's playing is slightly freer. You know, there's, there's all those things. And, they, and Liverpool will be thinking about those things and saying, OK, if we need to do, if we need to change this to this to this, we've got the personnel. That was the big difference at that time to this team now, is this team has been together for, you know, the last couple of years. Diaz is, is coming new and just kind of slotted straight in, straight in. But I think that they all know each other so well now. They know how each other plays. You know, you haven't got, uh, you've got, you know, passion and criticism on the pitch. You haven't got them falling out or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, I think that that is what I think will give Liverpool the edge. What do you reckon, Gags? Because my feeling is really simple. A fully fit squad and all firing Liverpool is... A match for any team in the world. I think we're going to be so up for that game. Um, 
uh, and I think Madrid are going to be tough to beat as well mm. because let's be honest, you have to respect them. They got a, a bunch of four-time some Champions League winners in their squad, which is unbelievable, by the way. We're, we're, we're lauding getting to a final three times. These guys, some of them have won it four times. But then with that comes age, with that comes maybe slow down, with that comes how many times can you fight back? You know, and, and you know, if they did that against us, they'd bloody deserve it, you know, fair enough. But I think sometimes it's a step too far. And I think maybe where that step, that's going to be a bit too high. <clears throat> and that bar's been set very high now before. That was them. We were here, and it's kind of switched down. You know, it's 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 turned the other way, and we've set the bar, and we've said, look, we can go head to head with sports washers, and they can't beat us. You know, we're going to be more successful than sport wash sports washers this year. Who do go on a band? You know what I mean? So it's that kind of attitude, that kind of respect, though, as well. There'll be there'll be some respect, Paji Paji, in there as well, but. At the end of the day, the, the, the smackets will be laid down. And I think, um, I, I honestly, some one of these finals, and I keep saying it, and it's going to happen. I'm going to keep saying it until I'm bloody right. Someone's getting smashed. <laughs> yes, gags. Yeah, That's the one. Chelsea in the last one. It's either going to be the FA Cup final that they get smashed because we owe Chelsea one. But I would love it if it was Real Madrid that got smashed. Really, because I we are owed a couple of finals where there's no heart in mouth, you know, that's it. We are owed a couple of finals where it's just Ramna, Ganegao, Sarigen, Ganegao. That's it. That's it. Goals, Jaijan. I see Ganegao. You know what, but we've experienced it the other way around, you know, with with um, uh, Milan, you know, in the, the follow-up final um, after 2005 was... You know, they were motivated. They were motivated. And again, you know, we didn't have a team that could necessarily, you know, compete at that level. But they were re- they were motivated by that. And I think in the same way that Mo's been really clear about his motivation, that's that's going to be there. That's going to be present for, you know, any of the players who were part of that squad. They'll know how that feels. And they know what the reverse feels like. And I think that's, that's going to be their focus. So I think they will be kind of, uh, you know, yeah, laser-focused on that. There's other motivations as well. They're like new players like mm. um, Thiago and Jota and Diaz. And, you know, these guys want to win their first biggie with us. Mm. And if the Premier League is a step too far, which it could be, and it might not mm. be, but this could be the game that cements that legendary status for somebody, you know, and or for the whole squad even. Because once they've won that trophy, they're never going to be forgotten by anyone. We've seen that with what happens with previous past legends of 2005. Whenever they come to Liverpool, Liverpool is grabbing them and taking them to preseason tours and, you know, getting them to tell stories. You know, you, you're literally, you know, if you're immortal, you're immortalised by winning this trophy or the Premier League, one of them. And if you win both in a season, then forget it. You're never going to be forgotten. But that's how massive it is. And <clears throat> those guys have done it again and again and again and again. There's still players in this squad that will be doing it for the first time for us. Thiago's won it before, but he could join Seydorf as the only player to win it for three different clubs. Mm-hmm. He's done it for Barca, for Bayern, both under Pep. And this one will be the first. No, no, no. Actually, but Bayern wasn't under Pep. Pep has never won it after Barca. Thank God. Actually, no, no it wasn't. It was a uh, Yup, wasn't it? Heinkes, yeah. I think. So, no, who was the last one? Was it? It was a Heinkes. Who, who was the one before? It was uh, Hansi, Hansi Flick. Hansi mm. Flick. He won it with Flick, didn't he? Just now, before um, after Pep, they won it just the other. They won it in the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, flick. So, yeah, so yeah, but, uh, but you know, on the other side, Ancelotti's got his kind of um, you know reasons as well. You know, um, in terms of the in the number of cups he's won with different clubs, and I think it'll be like unbelievable if he does it with them as well. he's got a record to beat too. But he's one, one, one. So in European Cup finals, it's one, one versus Ancelotti. We beat him once. We lost mm-hmm. to him once. So this is the decider. Mm-hmm. Against Real Madrid, we beat them once. They've beat us one. This is a decider. Mm-hmm. And then Klopp has faced Real Madrid twice in Champions in the Champions League for Liverpool and lost both. Mm-hmm. So this is his. He'd never lose his three in a row. He just doesn't do it. He just does not live by three in a row. So fingers crossed. That's mm-hmm. that's what stays true. But uh, you know, and obviously, obviously, you know, I, I want to see Liverpool winning everything. Um, but uh, you know, inner thoughts out. I, you know, if we didn't, I still think this is an extraordinary time. I still think it's yes, an extraordinary team. I, I still think, you know, the 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 gratitude that I have for the feelings that this team has given me over the last couple of years uh, will continue. And the thing is that I because I know what happened. The last time, the last time, you know, um, in Kiev, Klopp looked at it, learnt and built something much, much stronger, which has been, you know, which kind of, you know, gave immediate um, uh, results and, and has been ever since. So, yeah, it's a given that I want Liverpool to win everything. But, uh, I mean, you know, Jurgen Klopp said going into the Villarreal game, he said, look, you know, it's not a given. It's not a gimme. It's half time, you know. We've got to respect them, and if they beat us, then you know, credit to them. And you kind of go, yeah, that's being uh, that's being realistic. That's not somebody who's who's kind of saying, you know, we're going to win. I promise we're going to win. You know, he's not the Mourinho thing of you know uh, the um, best team lost. It's kind of it's none of those things. And so he goes in there without that kind of on himself that kind of pressure. He kind of goes, okay, yeah, we focus. We do our job. We know what, what we're supposed to do. We know what we're good at. Let's do that. And if we don't do that, then we didn't do it. You know. So, you know, as I said, the feeling that I have towards Klopp and towards this current incarnation of, of Liverpool Football Club as a team, it, the biggest emotion that I feel is gratitude. I love it. Indeed. So, Home life. I have to ask about this. So, one, given all the football matches that are going on, do we still have homes to go to? I think, Baji, you probably do, even though you've now been tagged um, to stay at home. Gags, I know, is on the borderline of it. Me, I, I, there's a reason why the office is outside the house. Mm-hmm. It's got a sofa bed, that's why. I'm, I'm telling you that I can feel it in my bones. The yeah. time is coming where my wife is going to turn around and say to me, Okay, mate, you know what? You want to go to all these matches? Yeah, you keep going. So, Honestly, I thought you were going to say you were going to sublet it. <laughs> no. That's so next year. Yeah. Tor ki kanya. Field kit hagi ya. Jungle pani around the corner. Shower ya wal. I've told you, Paji, in the last few weeks, you keep saying. Aja, 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 chal, spurs, chal. And I said, look, Paji, I can't go. 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 He's like, I'll ring her. <clears throat> and, you know, Paji's helped me a lot in, 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 well, all the time, but in recent, 
in recent last six months life he's helped me a lot and so if he went to my wife and said i'm taking him she wouldn't even say no to him but i just said look knocker look i'm go- i went to the i went to so what was the last game we went to we went to villarreal yep. right now this week there's a break because it was an away game um and we're going to Newcastle, so there's a break. Now there's a game home. You're telling me to come. I said, look, rende, rende. Because then I'm going to go to the semi-final. I'm going to the FA Cup final. I'm going to Wolves. And I'm going to Paris. So there's three in a row, right? Mm. I said, also, I'm going away without her. So talking of Bakshana, so we had a Benti, a little bit of a pledge from the AI community, yeah, a bit of a message of hope and help from Sanjeev Bhaji to the suffering wives or better halves of all those traipsing all over England and Europe to watch these mighty reds. Can you give us a bit of a helper to play to our significant others in these times of Liverpool just going out to try and win everything? Um, think about the best way I can put it. This time comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> Do not Protect, do not defend. Attack these moments, these moments that mean so much to everybody. Let these men go and fight the battle so they can come back and be better husbands, better lovers, better cooks, better DIYers. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Thank you, Pai. That is awesome. Oh my god! We're gonna, yeah, we're 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 gonna be tied down to the house. It's gonna be proper ball and chain for the summer, Baji. That's what's gonna happen. I think it's you know? it's a small price to pay, isn't it? Really? It's, I oh, mean, completely. I, listen, I can't get to any of the games. I'm filming at the moment, so you know, I'm hoping that you know any of the games uh, that are that that you know we're playing, I'm, I'm able to kind of watch it in some fashion because either if I'm actually, in fact, series two of Unforgotten. Uh, I can't remember where I mentioned this last time. The very last scene of series two is a shot of myself and Nicola Walker, who played my um, uh, detective partner in the first four series. And it's the it's a climax of series two. It's the very last scene. And we're in a, uh, in a cafe. And uh, when we were filming it, and I can't remember who we were playing, but we were playing, I think it might have been a London team of some kind. But I was filming the scene and the game was going on. So I was trying to watch it on my phone as quietly as possible. And then someone would say, okay, look, we need to do the scene. And then I have to kind of remember my lines, what been to the emotion and blah, 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 blah. And um, so I switched the phone off, stick it in my pocket and everything. And then midway through the scene uh, in the pub next door, I heard, you know, a roar go up as Liverpool had scored. And it was one of those moments where, which was kind of mid scene. We're doing this quite, quite intense scene. And I hear the Go on, you reds. I'm like, come on, like that. And, you know, obviously ruin the take. So, you know, I'm filming at the moment. So I have to be very careful in terms of how I manage my time. Gosh. Wow. So I have to ask the question. It's a straight yes, no, quadruple. Hell, let's say yes. Let's say yes. What the hell? Thanks. Quadruple for a reason. You know, it's never been done for a reason. Right. Yes. Yes. Come on. No, no, no. But because you're asking. But because you're asking. 
and we believe in positivity and positive vibes to spread around the world for the Reds. Fuck yes. Yes. Do you know what yes. it is? Do you know why I thought, what the hell? Yes. Is kind of, if it's a no, it's a no. Right. But I don't have to embrace that at this stage. I can deal with that later if that's what happens. So right now, you know, it's that thing of it's that great line, uh, which I saw in a film, actually, which was it's not the uh, despair. It's the hope I can't stand, you know, because you kind of go despair. I know what despair feels like. Hope is it's terrifying. But and then like and then the other day I was talking to someone about a charity thing. And I said, do you know what? I, I think we're better off if we make hope your friend. It's not expectation. It's hope. Separate the two out. I'm not expecting a quadruple. Hoping for it, yeah. So in that sense, yeah, hell yeah. Let's go for it. I don't know, okay. what, I don't know what I'll be feeling if it happened. I I, I really am, you know, trying to mentally prepare for a moment. It, it, to be honest, winning any of the big trophies is going to move me massively. Hmm. So I always get very emotional when we win a big one. But um, if we win all of them, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of the best feelings. Like, uh, probably the best feeling ever. I just can't tell you how. Like, I was telling Baji the other day, they were losing two nil, right, at half time, and I was just walking out here, and I just got because it gets hot in this room, so I just walk. And um, wife goes, "What's up with you?" Because my head's down, and normally I'm just like singing and dancing at home. I go for the first time, we're losing two nil, and I'm, you know, it's it's a little bit of a stress. She goes, what are you worried for? They're going to win, watch. And they went and won. And she does it. She does it regularly. I was like, like sometimes I'll be just talking to her and I'll say, um, it's a big game this weekend. I'm pretty stressed about it. Jitijana, jitijana, koi galni. Jitijana. Mekaetana, jitijana. And they fucking go and win. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We should be asking her about the finals. Yeah. <laughs> she should be a guest. What are we talking to you for? <laughs> yeah, I will be asking. Um, I will be asking her before we go. So it's uh, rather nicely. Yeah, it's a. Let me just say, just before you do, you kind of you know do your very kind of neat and um, effective and emotional tie-up, which is that you know yes you know we're looking at we're talking about scores of games right. Uh, the end score, we want the end score and stuff. I honestly feel, and going back to, you know, what I was talking about at the beginning about spirit and stuff, I, I feel that I've already won. I've already won with this team. It's, you know, that togetherness, you know, it's like something you, you, if your kids kind of like, you know, um, uh, get a disappointing mark in something or they don't play well at something or they're upset about something. It's kind of, do you know what? The overall thing is you kind of go, we're we're one team. We're one family. We we kind of move on from it, and so I I I've already won. This stuff is this stuff is bonus. This stuff is bonus stuff, and that's why I can embrace it fully with hope, because I kind of go already won. I don't. It's not me proving anything to anyone. I don't think the team needs to prove anything to anybody. I think that all the motivations great. They've got their individual motivations. That's fantastic, but I think this is a glorious time to be a red glorious time yeah it i don't think indeed. we should stress i think the, the problem is like a lot of reds are stressing stressing about every single thing that's going on i think we need to take a step back 
and just grasp this and enjoy what we're witnessing because when it's done, that feeling's going to come and go. You know, that, that moment when you've won it, it's going to come and it's going to go, yeah, you'll be unbearable for months and years mm-hmm. maybe. We'll be unbearable for if it, if it happens. But the process is important. And I think enjoying that process is important. I think a lot of people have forgotten how, and I keep tweeting it and I keep saying it, exactly what you keep saying, Paji, that this is, you've got to appreciate what's already been achieved. You're playing every game in a season. You're, you're in the biggest competitions and you got to the final of all three and one point off the top of the hardest league in the world, which is riddled by sports washers. I mean, that, if there's, a, if there's an achievement and if they go on to do it, it will be the greatest sporting achievement of all time. If they do the quad, if they do it, it's the greatest sporting achievement of any team sport ever. And I'm not hearing a word of it because there's never been a Man City in any other world. There's never been anything like it, you know, but that also, type you're, of... You're right. And I, but also people forget that, you know, our emotions coexist all the time. So, you know, right now there's excitement and there's anxiety and there's kind of worry and there's joy. I mean, it's all going on at the same time. And as individuals, you know, when you step back, you kind of have, you can see all of them, right? Rather than being in the middle of one, which is what happens when you're anxious or when you're scared or, you know, uh, when you're excited or whatever, that's the emotion that surrounds you and that's the one that dominates. But if you step back, you kind of go, all of them are there. And then you can just go and embrace one of them. And so I think, you know, it's it's what you said, Gags, I'm just kind of like re- reinforcing that, which is right now, you, we've got the option of kind of embracing what that joy and that excitement feels like to uh, be, you know, supporters and fans of a team that are in this position. All the other things exist. I'm never saying that they don't exist. Anxiety exists. The worry about it. What if we lose? What if we kind of, uh, oh, what if someone gets injured? What if two injuries? What if, yeah, all of that stuff exists as well. But so does the excitement and the joy. And it's just about just, you know, stepping back and then stepping forward and just embracing that one for a bit. All the other ones will still be there. They're not going anywhere, but you've just kind of faded them into the background slightly. That's all it is. I love it. Absolutely love it. Indeed. Talking of things that I love. So we've come towards the end of the pod as always. We always get to things like plugs and everything else. Um, I know once we did bugs, we did. We did bugs. I think we once. should all do. Yeah, we, we should. Um, so a bug of a plug for me has to be the missus. So um, my wife is extremely patient. I've said this before on many pods. I'll say it again because I literally do take the piss. So if I can work away of being at a football match, I will be there. I will work my meetings around it. I will work my work schedule around it. I'll join conference calls from cars. I hope somebody else drives kind of thing. But it drives my missus up the wall right royally because, as I said, people have things like school runs, after school things that are going on. And sometimes the stress is obviously when you've got to make someone do both so I'm gonna make my wife do quite a few two runs in a week or so um which I'm sure she's gonna love and she knows about them so a big shout out to Rapindacore at AWMB the reason why they need a big shout out is because they are going to go and climb Mount Kilimanjaro so about 19 20 odd ladies even more than that as part of an Asian women mean business thing 
are off to be the first South Asian posse, in inverted commas, that are going to go and climb, South Asian lady posse, that is, that are going to go and climb Mount Kilimanjaro in August. So that's my shout out. That's the big thing. You follow her on AWMB, so you can follow me if you want. You know what? I'm not that exciting. You'll see some pictures every now and again of people at football matches and people going mad. Maybe gags going a bit crazy some point soon. Um, but hers is going to be a much more interesting follow because they're looking to be in world record breakers because it's never been done before. So they thought, you know what? Here's a challenge. So they said to Zod, they're going to do that. It's a bit like us in the quadruple. It's a challenge. No one's really done it. So they said, oh, we might as well be the first. So that's my shout out. It goes to her because she's patient. She helps me. And I said to her, you know what? I will definitely plug AWMB on this pod because it's giving me the opportunity to go and live my dream, which is seeing Liverpool win everything. Fantastic. Well, yeah, you I, know. I want to plug AWMB as well because it lets Bargy live his dream. And if Bargy's living his dream, then he's a happy man and he makes everyone else happy as well. I, I want to plug AWMB as well, actually, because <laughs> I, I've now, now that I've kind of AWMB, I can now, it trips off the tongue so smoothly and so easily. But also, you know, it is kind of, you know, again, as somebody who's relative Buddha, that to see, you know, this folk and desi women particularly becoming um the force that they always were in a kind of public way is never it's not an easy journey and so uh, a huge shout out to them for uh I, I guess what they're doing which is the awm being stuff all of that stuff is really important that's fantastic that kind of support and that kind of network but also to take it um to take it you know through to these kind of physical challenges as well because these are in turn always inspiring they inspire the kids uh boys and girls and uh and especially kind of inspire other women and should inspire us Bundy as well and um because it's a fantastic humanitarian human compassionate exciting interesting thing to do so big shout out to them and Rupinderji for that awesome thank you very much indeed any other plugs gags no, I'm filming at the moment. I've got nothing coming out. Oh. What I'm doing is won't be out till January, so uh, I've got nothing else. Um, I'm just going to plug <clears throat> Anfield Index, basically. Um, if you're listening, make sure you check out everything that the um, lovely um, gents and ladies are doing on the site. Uh, please do support them. Please do support the channel as well. Um, it's a really busy time. There's games every two, three days. That means there's previews, there's post-match shows, there's other content to be done. So everybody's really, really working their asses off. I want to say thank you to them as well for all their efforts in keeping things going on the channel. I've, you know, taken quite a bit of a backseat lately with the new job and change of lifestyle and stuff. So, you know, that man that used to work 18 hours a day before as you know, just doing his day job at the moment. And, and, and you know, I've taken, after 10 years of working hard on this, I've taken a bit of a backseat. So it's just, it's, it's, it's right for me to uh, plug and praise all those people that are keeping the lights on, you know, and um, making sure that all those that listen and we get feedback on a daily basis at, at how AI has changed people's lives and how, you know, it's got people out of dark places. And, you know, that's a very, that's a very kind thing for people to say and it's very powerful for me to listen to because it just you know I need to come and say it on here so it drives those that do work on it even further because they're doing something good for someone without even knowing it 
and um, to know that this this platform can do that for someone is is a, is an immense source of pride for me, for Baji, for all of us that you know spend some time on this. So thank you for listening. Yeah, here. here. Thank yeah. you to everyone for the as well. Yeah. But Thank unfortunately, you. it's not taking you out of a dark place because you still don't switch your bloody light on. Honestly. In, in your dungeon. Sitting, it's like as if you can't even put 50 pence in the fucking meter gags. You know, I'm going to send you little 50p coins. I've light browsers. Look, there's browsers on either screen here for the light, okay? That you're getting it light. You're getting your light free from the monitor. And we light That's the browser. That's it. Free, browser. Oh, no, free light. Exactly. Monitor. Free light again. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not under a street lamp. Electricity can be mangy. Electricity is lucky. I mean, if you open the curtains, you might get a street light through gags. You never know. There's no curtains in this room. It's a cinema room. It's literally painted. You know what outside looks like. Have they painted a mural on the window or something for you? You could you could get a jar with fireflies in it. Yeah, you I, can don't get those, you, I don't know if you you're going to see this, right? You can but get those over there. You can get those from India as well. Stingy down, but I've got literally massive clop picture on the oh, wall yeah. right mm. next to me over there. And it's the one of the squad picking him up and throwing him in the air. Oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, nice. And I, I, I bought the print because of Greg Anfield Index again. Plug for the shop. Go to Etsy. Go and have a look at all our prints, please, folks. You'll help us out. A bit of business there as well. There's a big one o'clock. Mm-hmm. laughing and he's in the air and the players are chucking him in and i got a nearly like a life-size one it's yeah. massive and it's just on the wall and that's um you know sometimes you're sitting there and you're a bit down you turn you turn my, turn, my head turns right and i see klopp flying and i'm just like yeah i feel good again you know if you if you look really hard possibly under sana's bed if you do that sort of under manja like you said jim those luminous stars you used to get as a kid yeah. If you put two of those on his account, then maybe you'll get a bit of jamak in the room. <laughs> Actually, if you do that, if you kind of uh, light it for, for a lot an, enough time, you'll be able to use that to light your face. You'll be able to light your face from the jamak in Jurgen's account. Mate, I'm going to use that cream that they, 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 they made in that advert. I have used it. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, what, a, what a pod what a indeed pod. thank you indeed so it's been great thank you very much once again spaji you know no, always and, a and pleasure I, and with yourself gags you know like obviously desi we don't get to do as often because of work commitments and life in general now with football matches i feel like we're going to be getting much more together because i think it's going to be the first time also in ages gags i'm going to see you at a football match every single week until okay. the end of june because that's not happened for ages either nope yeah Long can't bloody TV. wait it's going to be great. And we've got now Discord to, we don't, I don't have to carry around a laptop and recording equipment with me. We're going to use our phones. We'll sit next to a phone and we'll just record direct into bloody Discord. And, uh, and we can record from there and do it live so people can listen to us. So now. Is that, is that, is that like Discord Divane? <laughs> Discord Divane. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, we should. It's Discord is a, is a platform. Do you remember like, the, like yeah. Gags is just maybe half an inch taller than Mithan Chakrabati. <laughs> um, and he is the original Discord no, no. dancer. Everyone is half an inch taller than Mithun <laughs> Everyone on the planet oh, is half an inch taller. What a legend, man. Yeah. Oh. Gags is a Discord dancer. dancer. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry.
Yes, indeed. I can imagine you in the silvery kind of suit as well. Oh, there's a lot of Bollywood that, in there, that, that, you know. There's a lot of Bollywood in this pod today, isn't there? There has yeah. been a lot of Bollywood yeah. in this pod. There but this, been. what I love about this is that you know the conversation always goes wherever it wants to go. <laughs> like a Desi <laughs> could that's the whole point. <laughs> like, like a Desi podcast. Well, like, a, like, like, a proper, pod, like a Desi day out. Yeah, completely. <laughs> it's exactly how this pod started. That's why Bardi, we love it, it when we when you come on because there's so much story, there's so many things that will come up into your head as we're talking about something and it will go off. And that's it. We we just have a whole different tangent, but it still relates and comes back to point of what the pod was, you know, like the knuckly stuff is just it's just wonderful Good. to have you on, mate. And oh, uh nice. You you bless us by coming on, so thank you so much. And no, we, I love we, it. I love it. And thank you, you so much. Us. No, you don't know me anything. This is just kind of a joy. It's always a joy to do. Always a joy to spend time with you guys. Thank oh, you. Thank you very much, buddy. And with that, folks, we'll hit, you'll hear from us soon. Take care and up the reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.